0: The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Bowlin Branch. Getting a great night's sleep is easier and more affordable than you think. Go to bowlinbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. Promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, April 20th. In today's news, Rudy Giuliani joins the president's legal defense team. North Korea concedes that American troops can stay on the peninsula. And abortion battles are heating up ahead of the midterms. But first, the big idea. Jim Comey's memos have been released. The Justice Department sent to Congress redacted versions of the fired FBI director's memos on Thursday night. They detail his interactions with Donald Trump, and offer fresh details about the president's efforts to personally influence the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. The contemporaneous memos reveal the extent of Trump's preoccupation with unproven allegations that he consorted with prostitutes while in Moscow in 2013. Trump, according to the memos, repeatedly denied the allegations and prodded Comey to help disprove them. But he also recalled being told directly by Russian President Vladimir Putin that Russia has the most beautiful prostitutes in the world. The memos show Trump also expressing previously unknown concerns about the judgment of his national security advisor, Michael Flynn, weeks before forcing him to resign. In a January 28, 2017 memo, Comey says Trump castigated Flynn for not promptly scheduling a return phone call of congratulations from a foreign head of state. In telling the story, according to Comey's account, Quote, the President pointed his fingers at his head and said, "That guy has serious judgment issues." In early February, Comey met with then White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus, who asked the FBI director, quote, "If it was a private conversation." When Comey said yes, Priebus then asked him if the FBI was wiretapping Flynn. Comey's memo of his February 14, 2017 discussion with Trump also includes a previously unreported exchange about trying to prevent leaks from the White House. Trump said stopping leaks may involve throwing reporters in jail. Comey says Trump told him, quote, They spend a couple nights in jail, make a new friend, then they're ready to talk. Trump has denied Comey's accounts of their conversations. These memos only got released because Republican lawmakers demanded they be turned over and threatened to hold Trump officials at the Justice Department in contempt if they weren't, even raising the specter of impeachment. It's hard to overstate how irregular it is for the DOJ to release evidence that is central to an ongoing federal criminal investigation. Special Counsel Bob Mueller is probing whether Trump obstructed justice, and these notes would be key building blocks of any obstruction case. Republicans are trying to paint Comey as a leaker, because some of the memos include things that have been redacted. That's going to be what you hear a lot in the coming days but there's no indication that the former director and career prosecutor disclosed classified information. That, though, is part of the plan to try to blunt the impact of his devastating new book. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani and two former federal prosecutors have joined Trump's legal defense team. Giuliani is an experienced attorney known for his combative reputation, though he has not practiced for years. He's declined to say whether Trump has made a final decision on whether to sit for an interview with Mueller's team or whether Trump may move to fire Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein in the coming weeks. He did say in an interview with the Washington Post, though, that his advice to Trump is Mueller should be allowed to do his job. Meanwhile, Trump has been complaining privately to aides this week that Comey, former FBI Deputy Director Andy McCabe, Hillary Clinton, and several others should be charged with crimes because of reports he's seen on Fox News and heard from other Republican politicians. Now, Trump hasn't taken any formal action, but White House officials are telling us that his persistent grumbling and his desire to indict his political opponents has made some top advisors anxious. Number two, South Korean President Moon Jae-in says Kim Jong-un is no longer demanding that American troops be removed from Seoul as a condition for denuclearization. This is an important moment, because North Korea has demanded the withdrawal of all 28,500 American troops for decades, saying their presence justifies the rogue nation's need for nukes. This has always been a non-starter for South Korean and American negotiators. The new development eliminates a major obstacle to negotiations with the United States, And it's encouraging the U.S. to proceed with plans to hold a first-ever summit with North Korea. Number three, abortion battles are heating up ahead of the midterms. Republican lawmakers in many state capitals are rushing through unusually strict anti-abortion laws. In 2017 alone, Trump's first year in the White House, 19 states passed 63 anti-abortion laws. 19 states passed 63 anti-abortion laws last year. Why so many? GOP state lawmakers are emboldened by Trump, but they're also in a rush to get as many restrictions on the books as they can in case November brings a Democratic wave that kicks them out of power. Mississippi's governor just signed a law that's more restrictive than any abortion law in any other state. It bans abortion entirely after just 15 weeks. Iowa's state Senate is trying to go even further and stop all abortions after six weeks, 20 Ohio state legislators have signed onto a bill that would outlaw all abortions, even if the woman's life is in danger. For years, many anti-abortion groups have argued that laws should penalize the doctor, not the woman. But the Ohio bill would mean that any woman who terminates a pregnancy would be punished criminally. The bill's author says prosecutors would decide what charges to seek, just as they do in cases of manslaughter or murder. Now, federal courts have already very quickly blocked many of these anti-abortion laws, including Mississippi's, because they very clearly go beyond what's allowed under Roe v. Wade. But the laws have another purpose. They're setting up legal challenges and test cases to Roe at a time when Trump could get to a point, the justice who helps overturn it. If Anthony Kennedy retires before Trump leaves office, and there's speculation it could happen as soon as this June, Roe may very well get overturned, and at the very least, reproductive rights will get significantly rolled back. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, April 20th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.